Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Hello, hello. Jason McIntyre here. Straight Fire for Monday, March 22nd. What a weekend we had in sports. Hope everybody had a safe, fun weekend. If you follow my gambling picks, listen, Friday and Saturday were incredible. Sunday, less so, but holy cow, I love the NCAA tournament. We'll, we'll get into it in a little bit. I know everybody's bracket is totally foobar, and some of these Sweet 16 matchups are kind of ghastly. Um, we do have college hoops today. We'll do best bets at the end of the podcast, but... Before we get to college hoops, because I know that, you know, you guys are watching the games, but not everybody cares deeply about uh, what went down and what's coming next because you don't know any of the players or the coaches like nobody does. 
you just into the games for the gambling aspect and the brackets, and now that Illinois is toast, it's like, geez, my bracket's screwed. Am I going to check it, or am I going to go on with my life? And holy hell, what happened in the NBA? It was a body bag weekend in the NBA. That's the only way to sum it up. When LeBron goes down Saturday with a high ankle sprain out indefinitely, and then LaMelo Ball, the rookie of the year, must-see TV, a guy, and listen, this is a peek behind the scenes here on the podcast. Obviously, we track the numbers. They matter. They matter to advertisers. We're bringing on new advertisers all the time. We have noticed people like LaMelo Ball a lot. We know they like him on social media, but when his name comes up in the podcast, people are listening to LaMelo Ball. He's not at the level of Curry or LeBron, but there is interest. So when you find me talking about LaMelo more, oh, a lot of people like LaMelo. That's why McIntyre's onto it. We're early. You know, a lot of these shows are not doing a ton of LaMelo, but I'm telling you this, he's going to have a lot of games next year in prime time on national TV. Rest of this year, though, he's out. He's done for the season, according to Woj. Fractured bone in his right wrist. Apparently, he fell uh, in a game over the weekend, came out. They said, oh, yeah, it's injured, but you can go back in. And he goes back in, doesn't use his right wrist. He just doesn't. He just plays with his left hand, basically, for the rest of the game. Not really a factor. And then he was trying to give it a go on Sunday. And all of a sudden, they, the x-rays come back. Oh, jeez. Bone is fractured. You're done. <laughs> so he's out for the season. Devastating for the Hornets. Brutal for the league. But not as big as LeBron. Okay, and the LeBron situation is catastrophic. I'm not going overboard. This is not hyperbole. This is real talk. LeBron's high ankle sprain. I did way too much research as I'm watching the games on Sunday, college basketball games, about the high ankle sprains. So this is what you need to know. LeBron has had eight previous ankle sprains. Not just high ankle, but eight previous ankle sprains. He's only missed three games. Okay, LeBron is a cyborg. We know that. However, he's now 36. According to some of the numbers crunched from some of these internet doctors, not the kind that you Google when you're sick and you wonder if you have COVID, I'm talking about real doctors who track NBA injuries. Historically, this is a multi-week injury. Players have missed in the range of 10 to 12 games. Okay, But with LeBron, the Lakers have to say, geez, do we want to rush a 36-year-old back from an ankle injury when we don't have Anthony Davis and we are going to be in the playoffs? And that's the big picture. Yes, they're not going to be top two in the West. That's obvious. Okay, They lost on Saturday to the Hawks, who are like streaking now since firing their coach. They won eight straight. And they got blown out Sunday by the Phoenix Suns. No surprise. Um, Lakers are going to go into a bit of a tailspin here. It's not going to be the end of the world. They're probably going to end up falling behind Denver and Portland. And we're looking at the Lakers now. If we're assuming LeBron's out for four weeks, okay, that might be generous. It could be five. could be six. We're looking at the Lakers falling to the five or six seed in the West. Now, well, who cares, Jason? What's, what's a big deal? Five or six, they still got LeBron. They're still going to be fine. I, I, let's see. Okay, first of all, if Anthony Davis ain't healthy, they're not going to the finals. I think even Rob G., the greatest Laker homer of any podcast producer I know, would agree with me. Okay, they're not without Anthony Davis. There's no shot at getting to the finals. Bottom line is, 
I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if the Lakers are four or five and they have to play the Jazz in the second round. Listen, the bloom is off the rose with the Jazz. You guys notice they're starting to come back to the pack a little bit. Still have the best record in the NBA. But it ain't by much. Okay? The Phoenix Suns are two games back of the Jazz in the West. Here's the dirty little secret. Nobody's really afraid of the Suns either. So all of a sudden you're like, what are we rushing LeBron back for? It's not like the Suns are going to have a home court advantage. LeBron's won, I believe, three game sevens in his career. Uh, One against, I think it was the Pacers. One against um, uh, the Boston Celtics, game seven Eastern Conference Finals. And then game seven of the NBA Finals. So like game seven ain't no thang for LeBron. He's going to be fine. As long as the ankle's fine and Anthony Davis is fine, Lakers are fine. So who do you want to avoid? Like, does Denver scare you? And that's when you really start wondering, like, are we going to see LeBron anytime soon? Now this is devastating for the league. This is absolutely brutal when you remove Anthony Davis and LeBron. And oh, by the way, the league, this is another thing, you know, if you got a peek behind the curtain, the league doesn't load up on Laker games early in national TV. Obviously, they're going to be on Christmas and marquee days. But they save them for after football season when there are more eyeballs gravitating to the NBA. So, would would you be surprised to know, in the month of April, the Lakers are on ABC against the Clippers. They are on TNT against the Heat, ABC against Brooklyn, ESPN against the Knicks, uh, ESPN against the Bucks, ESPN against the Jazz. Like in a back in a um, two game series in Utah, TNT against Boston. That's all in April. Like they load up on Laker games after football season, even after March Madness. Like, Lakers are on twice this week. At Zion, that would have been a huge TNT game, LeBron-Zion. You remember the one last year? And then Philadelphia on Thursday, another TNT game. Well, LeBron's missing both of them. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, are you tuning in to watch Montrez Harrell and and Kuzma and um, Dennis Schroeder get their teeth kicked in by uh, Ben Simmons? Well, actually, no Joel Embiid, so maybe they won't get crushed. But, like, basically... The Lakers are not going to be must-see TV here. Now, Talon, is it Talon or Talon? Whatever you want to call him. Horton Tucker is going to start to get extra minutes. I like that. We're going to see uh, White Mamba Alex Caruso back. Um, You know, I'm sure Rob G is going to hit me with, well, should the Lakers make a move and trade for someone? And I started digging around, like looking at the salary cap numbers. I'm like, well, what are they going to do? You're not unloading Kuzma here for some rental. Uh, I'm sure Victor Oladipo's name is going to surface. You're not giving up anything for that guy because he's not staying. He's going to want big money in the offseason. Lakers ain't paying him. You could talk about packaging McKinney and uh, Wes Matthews and, you know, whatever for for, uh, Houston unloading somebody because the Rockets have lost 20 straight games. But I think the big picture LeBron loss really comes down to the MVP award. And we saw Joel Embiid take over the MVP gambling odds lead right after the All-Star break. He took it from LeBron. Oh, Joel Embiid's the leader. Joel Embiid gets hurt. He's probably out four weeks. LeBron is now the leader. Now LeBron goes down. And we all know LeBron wanted to get in the MVP race and win another one. Of course, because he wants, I think it's his fifth, he wants his fifth MVP to tie Jordan. And I don't know 
now, like, what happens for the MVP race? Because Embiid and LeBron will have missed a lot of games. And now we're looking at Giannis? Are we going to give him a third straight MVP award so he can go and soil his pants in the playoffs? So now we're coming down to James Harden. And we talked about this last month on the podcast. The real threat to LeBron was James Harden. And folks... The Brooklyn Nets are starting to get in cruise control. Kevin Durant is still not back. Harden is putting up ridiculous numbers. And it's really going to come down to the media. This is going to be fascinating. Will they vote for a guy who forced his way out of Houston by, you know, maybe he was doing some yo-yo dieting or whatever because he was starting to look pudgy, okay, towards those final days in Houston. Harden was packing on the pounds. And he did the strip club thing and he was pouting and complaining. He had to do that. He gets out. He's on the Nets. They're one game back of the Sixers in the East. And that's without Kevin Durant. So, Rob G., I got to ask you. If, if you, you don't have an MVP vote, uh, Broussard might. We might have to get Broussard on here. But this idea that you can't vote for James Harden because he forced his way out of Houston is ridiculous. And it's these high and mighty NBA media people who want to control things and say, oh, this guy can't do that. Like, come on, give me a break. James Harden needed to force his way out. How many stars have we seen, Rob, in the last five years forced their way out? Kyrie Irving forced his way out of Cleveland. Okay? Jimmy Butler forced his way out of Minnesota. Anthony Davis forced his way out of New Orleans. Like, all these guys did it, and guess what? It's worked out great for them. Maybe they know what's going on internally better than the media. Paul George has forced his way out of Indianapolis? Remember when he forced his way out of Indy? He was like, oh yeah, I'm going to hang around and then all of a sudden, no, 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 get me out of here. Like, forcing your way out is smart. Like, I don't think the media should hold it against someone that they forced their way out of town because this is a player's league and the players have the power and if they feel like they need to, look at the difference, man. Houston has lost 20 straight games. James Harden would be toiling on, on a sub-500 dumpster fire in Houston if he weren't out. And now he could win the MVP and win the championship. This is a guy who's never won anything in, in the postseason. So I got no problem voting James Harden for MVP. I'm sure Rob does because, you know, he's in the tank for LeBron. Why would I have a, a, a problem with James Harden winning MVP? I, I don't think that would be the issue at all. In my big board before LeBron got hurt, I had him number two. So that tells you what I think. Um, but you brought up the voters. They're a fickle bunch to say the least. So assuming that LeBron is out as long as we expect him and Bede's already, I think, missed his window by being out as long as he has been, I think it's going to come down to James Harden, Nikola Jokic, and Damian Lillard. And I think that Ooh, James no Harden— no mention of Giannis, huh? No. I think that— uh, I think the the voters have decided that the way he's flamed out of the postseason that they're just not going to give it to him. Okay, hold on. Now, I, I had not even considered Jokic or Lillard, but, I mean, Lillard's been ridiculous this year. I think he has the most clutch points in the NBA. His, his shooting numbers in the clutch, the final five minutes of a game, five points or less, are absurd. Off the charts. But then you look at Portland. Oh, yeah, tied for fifth in the West, and they have a negative point differential. And oh, look at that—they're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. I don't. I, I like Dame a lot. He, he, outstanding guy. I I ran into him at my gym two summers ago. Super friendly dude. I mean, 
He doesn't smile a lot, but he is cordial and warm uh, without smiling. To to me, just a guy. Um, Jokic having a great season. The Nuggets are starting to round into form, but they're not uh, top. They're not even top four in the West. Could you give it to one of those guys, Rob? If the choice is between those two and James Harden, I think you'll see more, more voters go for one of those two guys. And the reason being, and it's the same reason why Steph and KD, neither one of them won an MVP when they played together. It's why Shaq and Kobe, Shaq only got one. When you have that much help around you, which the, the Brooklyn Nets have, even though we both agree that James Harden is kind of the the engine that's making them as successful as they've been, the fact that he has Kyrie playing at probably the best he's played his career. And I'm assuming Kevin Durant's going to come back at some point in the next week or right. two. So I think that you're, he's going to be losing some votes that way. And because Dame had to carry Portland without C.J. McCollum and, and uh, Nurkic for so long, and the fact that Jokic is having statistically one of the greatest seasons in NBA history, I think that that's, that's, you're going to see votes more go that way, assuming LeBron and, and Embiid's injuries knock them out. Yeah, I mean, Jokic is just stocking up on the triple doubles, 29-10-10, and a loss to Zion uh, on Sunday night. And what's interesting, Rob, is like, listen, I am all in on the NCAA tournament. Um, nobody talked to me about the NBA at all all weekend, except after the LeBron injury. Because as it happened, I texted uh, Lakers season ticket holders, some buddies. I was like, holy cow, this sucks. Um, but like, I- I'm, be- I'm be dead serious with you right now. The stuff Zion Williamson is doing, is insane. I mean, he is having such a good season and nobody's talking about it because the team stinks. And like Zion probably should be an all NBA player. I'm dead serious. He is unstoppable right now in the paint. Like it's, it's an unbelievable when he gets the ball and goes downhill. It's like a bucket. It's like Shaq. It's like buddy Bayheim of Syracuse when he takes a shot. No, okay. I'm kidding. Of course uh, I had to get in a buddy Bayheim reference. Um, but like you say what, uh, James Harden's doing it with the Nets. Uh, okay. Jeff Green. T- Timofey TLC. Nicholas Claxton. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown could have delivered a pizza to your house three months ago and you would have not even recognized him. And now he's like something because of James Harden. I don't know that they have that great of a supporting cast uh, without Kevin Durant. And there's still one game back of the Sixers. So... I mean, I'm not trying to do a PR campaign here for James Harden. Uh, but they did lose Landry Shamit, uh, another key integral fact, uh, factor to that uh, to that bench on Sunday. Who knows how long he'll be out. I, I just, the stuff Harden's doing, like, people cannot, it's weird, Rob. There's this fine line between, like, liking and respecting. And, and this, I, I'm not meaning for this to be taken the wrong way or, like, it's a shot at him. But, like, for instance, um, Bill Simmons in sports media is a huge deal, right? Everybody, Bill Simmons was at ESPN and he did all this stuff and 30 for 30 and he's got a podcast. I mean, that guy's made tons of money. Literally like what, $30 million, $20 million? Of course, Bill Simmons, immensely successful. I totally respect it. That being said, I don't ever listen or read his stuff ever. I never have had, well, I mean, I'm sure some people have, but in the last five years, I can't remember the last person who said to me, oh, did you see that thing that Bill Simmons wrote? Or did you hear his podcast with da-da-da? Like, I, I just can't remember that. Maybe I'm not talking to the right people. But 
I, I don't read his stuff or listen. I, of course, respect what he's done. I mean, he's created Grantland and now The Ringer and sold something to Spotify. I, I've met him a few times. He's friendly to me. Um, I, I, maybe I should try to get him on the podcast, but I'm sure I doubt he would come on. Um, but like, I, I, does that make sense, Rob? Like, I, I know what Giannis is doing and I, I'm impressed. It's great. But I'm just not a fan of giving him my vote when it comes to the MVP because I, I just, I've seen this before, before and I'm not, I'm it just, I, I get it. Uh, great, great job, Giannis. Great job, Jokic. You're doing, you're putting up great numbers. But when it comes down to who is the most valuable player in the league, I still think it's got to be LeBron one as long as he doesn't miss, you know, forever. And, and I go James Harden over Embiid at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're, especially with this upcoming stretch of games, because I put it out on Twitter uh, once LeBron got hurt, that if he's out more than two weeks, that the Lakers may miss the playoffs altogether. Oh, stop it. And pe- no, but now, let me just give you an idea of what their schedule is. So for the next two weeks, Pelicans, Sixers, Cavs, Magic, Bucks, Kings, Clippers. So you think maybe they win two of those. Maybe. You might two beat the Cavs. Might, two out of five. Huh? Excuse me? Two out of five or four? Two out of, uh, two, uh, two, uh, two out of seven. So that'd be two and okay. five. Okay. The following week, Toronto, Miami, Brooklyn, New York. I'm assuming they would lose all of those that's, if they were to. That's a if, difficult one. But uh, New York is not that good. At New York, but first night of a back-to-back. Okay. Then it's at Charlotte, Boston, Utah, Utah. So if he's out, you know, we're saying conservatively three weeks. It could be four, it could be five, it could be six. The Lakers suddenly go, what, two and 13 during that stretch of 15 games? They're not going two and 13. Have you, have you seen how hard it is for them to score? Uh, without yeah, LeBron I mean, James? like, they've got Dennis Schroeder, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and they so that's Schroeder. why, like, if the argument is who's the most valuable to their team, you know, LeBron missing 15 games and them going two and 13 would, would make, I think, a, a big case. And I think that that because bringing it full circle back to James Harden, if he were to miss 10 to 15 games, I think that that roster is good enough. But more specifically, the fact that they have two other stars that could pick up the slack or at least one if KD's still out with Kyrie, mm. they're not going to go two and 13. They might go seven and six. They Got might it. go eight and five, something like that. And I think that's that's where you're going to see Harden lose votes. I think in the MVP. Okay. Um, so obviously LeBron, massive story. The Lamelo Ball, a little less interesting. They are in the playoff mix. Um, I, I don't care what people say. Like he's got to be the rookie of the year. Um, it looks like he will finish up playing 41 of 72 games. Um, let's say I, I know that's that's more than half, but not all. But you can't give it to Anthony Edwards. Like you can't with a straight face say, "Hey, man." Because you played five more games than LaMelo Ball or 10 more games or whatever, you're going to be the MVP, even though your numbers pale in comparison. Like LaMelo, 19 years old, put up 19, 6, and, and 5. That's incredible. Charlotte in position to get to the playoffs for the first time. Uh, I don't know. Kemba Walker took them there once and they got smoked. Um, LaMelo's got to win Rookie of the Year. That's open and shut case. Um, I, I guess... Maybe he he could come back if they get to the playoffs, but like they got Malik Monk coming off the bench, they got Devonte Graham, um, scary Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward. Like, I think they could probably still get there. They're just obviously not as sexy and appealing without 
LaMelo Ball. All right, now can we talk about the NCAA tournament, Rob G? There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I will admit to the casual fan, not having the Blue Bloods has been devastating to this tournament. I haven't looked at the ratings. Have not, I don't care. Whatever they are, they're probably going to be low. Maybe they'll be high because, you know, people are starved after not getting the tournament last year. But for the first time since 1979, no Kentucky, Duke, or UNC in the Sweet 16. Roy Williams lost for the first round. For the first time ever in the first round. I think he was something like, 27 and 0, 29 and 0, obscene number. But the number of upsets that happened over the weekend was awesome, right? Underdogs dominated 28 and 15 against the spread. 19 underdogs won outright. Okay? The, it was great. However, then you look at the schedule coming up. Oh, all these underdogs are great. Okay, let's see what we got in the Sweet 16. Sweet 16 games Saturday. Usually they are like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now it's going to be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Oregon State against Loyola. Like nobody's planning their schedule around that. You know, you don't get Cade Cunningham. You don't get a loaded Illinois team from a major market. You get Loyola, Chicago. You get Sister Jean in there. And Oregon State in the loaded Pac-12, which is 6-0 and against the spread heading into Monday's games. That's ridiculous. Second up, Sweet 16. Villanova-Baylor. Should be good. I mean, Villanova, I bet against them twice. I lost both times. Dumb by me. Uh, Baylor looks incredible. Then you have Oral Roberts and Arkansas. And again, Oral Roberts is going to be pumped up as this awesome story. They're in the dance. They're winning two games. And then all these, you know, losery people are going to go on social media and be like, but, but the rules say Oral Roberts is like foot loose. You can't dance on campus. I, I guess that's a real thing. I swear to you, I did not know that. But I, somebody was sent it to me and was like, Oral Roberts is foot loose. And I know you love foot loose, Jason. Yes. Fun fact about your boy, Jason McIntyre. I like parts of the movie of Footloose. The ending, of course, is hilarious. Come on. Wait, when you got somebody hitting the robot, like it's a winning move. I love the robot. I can't do it. Um, and then there's other good scenes in the movie, like a couple fights. Like it's a good, good 80s um, movie. Oral Roberts apparently is like Footloose. You can't dance on campus. But nobody cares about Oral Roberts against Arkansas. And then the nightcap is Syracuse Houston, which may make your eyes bleed because Syracuse plays an ugly brand of basketball. The 2-3 zone slows down the game and Houston already loves to muck it up. By the way, what a comeback by Houston. They, I think they went on a 14-2 run to close the game against Rutgers and survive. Pretty pretty wild ending. 
Uh, I bet Rutgers in that game. And yes, thank you to all the new Instagram followers who are waiting for the picks. Um, you guys saw I bet Houston, but I'm sorry, I bet Rutgers, but I had Houston go to the final four in some of my big money pools. Um, so that was like the rare double win. A quick word on Syracuse. Yes, they are usually unwatchable because of that zone, but holy hell, they got two white guards that can shoot. Gerard is one of like the leading scorers in the history of New York basketball. In high school basketball, he was like a four-year starter, you know, a white guy who played in the Burbs and averaged like 45 a game. I'm not even kidding. And the kid could just bomb from the outside. And then, of course, there's the coach's son, Buddy Bayheim, who to me, and I'm sure Rob, Rob G will agree, he is a clone of Duncan Robinson. And I'll tell you right now, Buddy Bayheim will get looks in the NBA. 6'6", skinny guy. He's not that athletic. He's not going to take you off the bounce. But the catch and shoot and the quickness of the release, go listen to Casey Jacobson's podcast last week. Uh, me and Casey Jacobson were talking about players and the quick release. And Buddy Bayheim, I mean, he he's going to be a Duncan Robinson type player. And, I mean, Syracuse could win that game. They, they're not pleasing on the eyes. Jim Beheim is just one of the most annoying coaches in sports right now. I, I'm just so over that guy. And I used to be a huge Syracuse fan. Uh, Derek Coleman, Billy Owen, Sherman Douglas. Um, I, I, I've always loved Syracuse. But, like, those are not awesome Sweet 16 games. Now, I'm going to devour them. I could guarantee you that. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be watching all those games. Um, this is how losery I am about March Madness, folks. So this weekend, for instance, Saturday. So I go to the radio show. I go do it. I come home. I have my wife put the TV, both of them, on so when I get home, I can just rewind if I missed anything. And I, why, why would you miss anything, Jay? Aren't you watching? Yes. I'm driving on the highway back from the radio show, and I call up the March Madness On Demand app. It's a, like a delay. There's like a 30-second delay or whatever. But I'm listening to the game while I drive. And, of course, you know, when you stop, if there's a commercial, you switch games. I'm that into it. Folks, I got home Saturday, and I watched games the entire day, and I did not leave the house. I didn't do anything. Usually, I'll, like, try to go for a run or go do some basketball. I didn't do anything. I watched college basketball. I gambled. I like, you know, have all my brackets printed out like a real big geek. And I like X'd out the ones. Even though you could just go to the website and like see how your brackets are doing. I still have them printed out because I just, I love this stuff. I just get into it. It's three weeks, man. Cut me some slack. I can hear you laughing, Rob G. And like Sunday, you know, I had to do some stuff with the fam. Um, Obviously, I made it as quick as possible. Um... And like my son is born in the, in the middle of March Madness. You know, I think I talked about this Saturday on the radio show. If you missed that podcast, it's in the feed. I was watching March Madness in the waiting room. Now, you guys, if anybody who out there who's uh, got kids, you know, labor can take hours. So I'm not. What am I going to do? Read a magazine or watch March Madness? Now, of course, this was before you could watch games on your phone and like. You know, I, I was just watching the one game in the room, which is not nearly as fun, but it's March Madness. So now my son's birthday, listen, it's in the middle of March Madness. The wife was so good. She let me push his birthday celebration back 
so it wouldn't conflict with too many games. Because, like, if it's going to conflict with opening weekend, like, come on, I, I need to see all the games. And, we, you know, she pushed it back, and she, uh, she gets it. Now I have to, like, talk to her beforehand, like, hey, I'm going to be unavailable basically for four days uh, in the house watching basketball and screaming about the TV and cheering. And, um, and she gets it. So we're, we're in a good place with March Madness. Um, I, I just, I, Rob G, I don't, I'm, I'm curious. Why don't you love March Madness? Oh, why would you think I don't love March Madness? Well, I, I get the vibe in talking to you that you're into it, but you're not like, hey, I'm staying home to watch all the games. My life's being put on hold. I'm pressing the pause button for three or three or four days. Okay. Let me clarify. Number one, I do really enjoy March Madness. Okay. However, I hate watching college basketball. I think it is so boring. Mm. I think it is unimaginative. I think it is too slow. I think that all the advancements the NBA made to spread the court up and down, make it more TV friendly, college basketball has gone the exact opposite direction. For teams like Syracuse, like you mentioned, um, on Friday, the the uh, the big Cade Cunningham, everyone was so excited to see Oklahoma State. Was Oklahoma State Liberty? I think was the Oklahoma that first State game. Liberty. He was he was bad. And and it was uh was a thirty seven thirty five with eight minutes left or eight <laughs> minutes into the second half. Hater. And it was just it was really bad to watch. And and that kind of brings me to to the Cade Cunningham point overall that I have. Oh come on, wait, just choose your words carefully. He's a very talented player. I have not been more underwhelmed by a presumptive first number one overall pick. He's not going to be number one, but he's he's very, very good. Well, from everything that I've read, he is the number one prospect. It's Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, and I think Jalen Green from the G League yep. are the three guys that people mention the most. And, yep. every, and to, to most of the people that I talk to around the NBA, and you and I know a lot of the same people, all say Cade Cunningham looks like he's going to be the guy. In two tournament games, nine of 34 <laughs> shooting. He There hasn't been a number one overall pick be that bad in the tournament since 2013. Who was that? Anthony Bennett. Oh, gosh. Anthony Bennett of UNLV. Well, he should have never been the number one pick. Uh, they lost in the first round, right? They did. Yeah. He's- now, now there's been guys like Ben Simmons didn't make the tournament. Didn't he make the Fultz. tournament. Yep, yep. Fultz didn't make the tournament. There was no tournament last year for Anthony Edwards. But I have a hard time imagining a guy who is supposed to be a difference maker at the next level being that bad in the NCAA tournament. If you can have guys like Mike Conley, who's been very upfront about this, saying that if he did not advance as far as they did in the tournament, he doesn't go in the top five. He said he probably goes back to school. To be, that's what, oh, several, that's that's what, what he said. Yeah. He said it himself yeah. several times. He's like, if we get knocked out in the second round, I think it was second round where they, they won by like in a buzzer beater from one of his teammates. He said, I'm going back to school. If Ty Jerome can go from <laughs> a, a late second round pick to a late first round pick because he leads Virginia to the, to the national championship, then why doesn't it go the other way where a guy like Kate Cunningham can be total trash to be lack of a better, but he wasn't good at all, at all in the tournament. How can he not slip in the draft? No, he, yeah, because, well, um, several factors. First of all, his coach, um, the style of offense they play, his teammates. I will say, if you look back, I think it was 13 years ago, Steph Curry put Davidson, okay, 
Well, are they a low major or mid major? I think they're a low. Like that a mid major. That would be a low major, yeah, in my okay. opinion. So he put Davidson on his back and dropped 40 on Gonzaga. And he beat Georgetown. And I think he beat somebody else and then lost to Kansas in the Elite Eight. Okay. Steph Curry did that. And these these dumb NBA teams still drafted Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio ahead of Curry. Okay. My favorite story about this is Steph Curry went to a workout leading up to the NBA with Tyreek Evans. And they and uh, I've, I've, I forget what the team it was. It might have been Memphis. I don't know. Had them play one-on-one. Okay? Tyreek Evans was a bully ball dude at Memphis. His mixtape is really impressive. Okay? He's like, could get buckets. And he destroyed. He murdered Curry one-on-one. Okay? In a one-on-one game, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> you know? Curry was a slight dude back then. And they were, oh, we got, we got to take Tyreek Evans. He ended up winning Rookie of the Year. And in hindsight, like, you know, Curry goes, you know, wins two MVP awards, greatest shooter in the history of the league. Um, you know, how many times? I forgot about it. Three titles, whatever it is. And, like, some of these guys at college, like, look incredible, and then they get to the league, and I don't know. Listen, Jalen Suggs in Gonzaga's 40-point win had, like, six points. Scotty Barnes, okay? Kid at FSU, really talented. He's got like a Jimmy Butler thing going on. Where he could be like a point forward. He's long. He can handle. He had four points against UNC Greensboro. And the UNC Greensboro point guard, who was like the conference player of the year twice, the defensive player of the year. He's like six feet tall, buck 70. He was all over Barnes. Barnes was like giving the ball up because he didn't want the harassment. And I'm watching that. I'm like, man. Some of these guys. But remember, Rob G, the NBA is a totally different game. Right? It's just pace and space. Where in college, there's all these zone defenses because half the guys out there can't shoot. Um, I mean, you saw the kid uh, from Illinois. I, I owe, I'm not even going to butcher his last name. And Coburn. Kofi Coburn, the big seven-footer. They got embarrassed by Loyola. You look at Io, you're like, that guy's a lottery pick? He didn't do anything. And Coburn got outplayed by Crutwig, you know, the seven foot, I think he's seven feet, like 260 pound white guy who looks like a bouncer at like a club. He got outplayed by him. I mean, that guy, looked, he looked like Jokic out there against Coburn in Illinois. So like weird things happen in college basketball, man. I'm trying to think of the, like an NBA start. Derek Rose took Memphis to the, uh, to the championship. You remember that? Uh, when he yep. missed the free throws and they lost, um, Joel Embiid did nothing. I, I don't, if memory serves for Kansas, maybe he was hurt, probably. Chris well, Paul. he didn't go number one that year. Andrew Wiggins went number one. That's right. Andrew Wiggins went to Stanford. I, rem- I think I remember that. He did nothing and they lost in the first round. Um, Chris Paul, I don't think could get Wake Forest, I don't think, to any, any like deep run in the NCAA tournament. James Harden and uh, Arizona State got knocked out in the first round by Syracuse. I remember that, Harden. Because I remember leading up to the tournament, I hadn't watched a lot of Harden. This was back, I don't know, over 10 years ago. and Because I wasn't out west yet. I wasn't watching a lot of Pac-12. And it was like, oh, Harden, top five pick. Syracuse zone. Harden's like three for 14. I'm like, this guy? Is that awesome? He couldn't do anything against a Syracuse zone. Now Harden's like, you know, one of the most unstoppable players in this generation of, of NBA. So, like, yeah, Rob, it's 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 weird how guys 
and again, we're we're talking about Cade Cunningham, who's like 18 years old, you know, 19 years old. These guys are gonna get significantly better. Like, I don't did Bradley Beal go on a run for Florida? I don't think so. Did Damian Lillard at Weber State get out of the first round? You know? So that's a tough way to view it. I guess if you're are you do how many brackets do you fill out, Rob? Uh, I only have two this year. Ooh. But either way, like my, my question is, I mean, I, I think he's going to be fine in the pros. I'm not worried about that. I guess my only question is, is how could you be considered the number one guy, which he's either, he's at worst, he's three. He's, he's between one and three and be that bad. That, that's what, that would give me pause if I'm running an NBA team. Well, also think about it. Like the entire uh, opponent is strategizing for six days on how, or well, maybe not six, but since this was a second round game, but well, Liberty in the opener, five days. Hey, this is what Cade Cunningham does. These are his tendencies. We've got to do this to stop him. We'll have a chance if we could contain him. Let the other guys beat us. Like, that's the strategy. Everything's geared towards stopping Cade Cunningham. I, th- I think back to Trey Young at Oklahoma. I don't know if you remember. They lost in the first round. And he was jacking like 40-footers in the game. And I was like, ah, is, is Trey Young that good? But I think to your larger point, Rob, this is a this is a brutal blow to the uh, to the tournament. Illinois number one seed out. Ohio State big brand name out. I mean, frankly, I think Michigan could be going down today against LSU. I, I think they're in real trouble. Um, Illinois number one seed is out. Um, and and like it's fun when the Oral Roberts and uh, small schools like do some damage in one game, but getting to the Sweet 16, then you got like the four or five day buildup, and it's like really, uh, uh, you know, weekend's coming up. It's supposed to be 70 degrees next weekend out here in LA. Am I really staying inside to watch Oral Roberts in Arkansas? You know, life is short. You got to have fun, and I don't know. We'll see. Um, anyways, any final parting thoughts, uh, Rob G, overall in the NCAA? By the way, how is your bracket? No, not that anybody cares. Oh, it's busted. It, yeah. it, it's busted prematurely, let me tell you. That's why you got to uh, be a multi-bracket guy. <laughs> that's the only yeah. way to go. But, um, yeah, but I mean, uh, just to you know, put a bow on it, exactly what you said, I, I, I don't think this could have gone worse if I'm Turner Sports or, or the NCAA as a whole. Not having the Blue Bloods in it. And like you said, it's cool when one or two mid-majors or one or two Cinderella teams makes a run, but they run into Kansas, they run into Duke, and that, that's the kind of the buildup. When it's Oregon State and Oral Roberts and whoever, and you don't have the number one prospect in Cade Cunningham's out, you don't have Duke, you don't have Kentucky, North Carolina got knocked out, you're basically banking on at this point Gonzaga, and that's only because of the Jalen Suggs factor, which I don't know if any people, you know, who are big basketball fans even watch enough of Jalen Suggs to know how yeah. good he is. Or you're hoping for Michigan. Because other than that, I can't think of a worse scenario for college basketball than to be in the yeah. pandemic season. None of the big marquee names are there. And you have five or six Cinderella teams. So you want the brands. I think you're right. Michigan and Jawan Howard, UCLA, USC. Oh, this is an ugly Kansas team. We'll talk about those games. Uh, let me well, final thought, and this is interesting. So Oregon State, as they uh, during the broadcast, if if you guys watched it Sunday night, Oregon State, Oklahoma State, the coach of Oregon State, Wayne Tinkle, said, "Hey, I, I know we weren't great during the regular season, but all we care about is building up during the season 
to the conference and the NCAA tournament. And some people were asking online, well, huh, maybe we're undervaluing a lot of these teams if they don't really care about the results early in the season, right? And, you know, on some level, Rob, everybody just looks at the stats, uh, mostly a handful of sites for college basketball, and makes their picks. But what we've seen through the first three days is those stats have meant absolutely nothing. Historically, you need to be a top 25 defensive team. They're all getting bounced. Right now, offense is what matters. And what's crazy is Oregon State has the right idea. Hey, it doesn't matter if we lose some games in November. We're just messing around to figure out what works so we can unleash that shit in March when it matters. And Rob, the same thing happens in the NBA. Like, hey, a January NBA game is great, but nobody cares. You need to, and that's why this whole, like, the Brooklyn Nets are 27th in defense, like, that doesn't mean anything. Right now, it their numbers say they're bad. Do you really think they're going to be that bad defensively in the playoffs? It used to be that you, I think the, I think the phrase is, like, if you practice super-duper hard during the season, when it comes time to the playoffs, you're ready. You've done all the reps. You're set. But it's almost a little different that the players just aren't going full tilt, 100,000% during the season because then come the playoffs and you're worn down. Like, I watched Texas Tech closely. That team tries so hard for their coach, Chris Beard. They try so hard in every game, every possession. What happened late in their game against Arkansas? They just, they, they wore down. They did, they had a timeout. The coach doesn't even call timeout. And they got, this guy goes up, throws up a left-handed layup brick. They miss another layup, and then they're out. They're done. And it's like, maybe they went too hard during the season. I don't know. I mean, it's just food for thought. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, Rob G, let's get to uh, let's get to picks for today. Do you have anything looking at the board that jumps out at you? Well, you know, I don't have the same kind of bankroll that Jason McIntyre has. So, you know, I, I don't know if I'm really as excited about some of these games on the board. But, you know, I want my bracket to do well even though it's it's already busted. I kind of have a couple of teams that are still in that I'm excited about. If I were to bet money on any of these games today, the one I'm looking forward to is actually the first game of the day, Oregon, mm. Iowa. Now, I have the line here is Iowa as five-point favorites. I have Oregon winning it outright, so I'm yeah. definitely taking the five points. I'm with you. Uh, you got to ride the Pac-12. Pac now, the only problem is... Oregon hasn't played. Remember, they they got bounced early in the Pac-12. So they haven't played, I believe, in 10 days. And they didn't play because their game got canceled for COVID in the first round against VCU. And 
Iowa, they played. They look pretty good. I would not. I, I would actually look for the double dip. I would probably bet Iowa first half and then Oregon for the game. Once Oregon wakes up, um, I think they'll be good. Where are you on Abilene Christian UCLA? Well, I'm a UCLA fan, so I'm probably the wrong guy to ask about this. But I, I will say this. UCLA has not been really good. This They've been an average team at best. Right. And they've looked great in two tournament games. Exactly. They, they, they are the antithesis of the Cade Cunningham effect in the tournament. Um, Abilene and Christian looked really good, I, I thought. Well, in defensively, their, in their they way. shot like 29% well, from the field. I mean, in, in the tournament, you know, you can obviously, I, we, I mentioned earlier, you can win a game 40 to 35. Right. You know, so I think I like UCLA to win this game, but I don't like them giving up the four and a half. Yeah. So if, I, if it was me, I'd expect a close game. I would take the points and Abilene Christian. I uh, I really want to be on USC against Kansas. There is this trend that someone put out on social media that if you go back in the last seven years, any time a six has been favored against a three, the six has lost. That includes uh, Sunday when Texas Tech was favored against Arkansas and lost. I'm still taking USC. This Kansas team is not good. Um, that's not my best bet. I like FSU. I, uh, listen, I got a buddy who went to Colorado, listens uh, to the podcast. Um, he's my go-to for all things Colorado. This is a good Colorado team. McKinley Wright is a great point guard. He won't be rattled. FSU kind of an uninspiring performance against UNCG, but I think FSU is probably my best bet um, for today's games. I also kind of like LSU getting five. Uh, I have bet Oregon. I got five and a half. It's down to five. So there is money coming in on Oregon. I think the best way to do Gonzaga is if Oklahoma comes out and is able to like take an early lead, like 10-4 or 14-6, then you can get Gonzaga at less than 14 and a half. And live betting has been incredible to me during this tournament. Um, just the options are there. As soon as the team unlikely to win or that you don't think is going to win takes an early lead, buy on the other side at a cheaper price. And of course, they get their act together and come back and win. I actually think Creighton is probably the play against Ohio. Of course, Ohio beat, beat Virginia, and they have the kid Jason Preston, who looks like a little bit like LaMelo Ball, but definitely not as flashy. So there's, I think, a good set of games. I, I'm going to say this. I wish Alabama-Maryland were earlier in the day because I wanted to get it over with. If you guys followed the podcast from Friday, I'm in a Calcutta where you have to bid on teams. And I'm just going to put this out there, Rob G., you think I've got a bankroll? Somebody bid 21000 on Ohio State. They lost in the first round. This guy, his, he only got one other team. Rob, it was St. Bonaventure. <laughs> he got them for $6,000. So I had to text uh, the sports cheetah guy who got me into this, Preston. I was like, Preston, he went 0 for 2. Does this mean he lost $27,000? And he said, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, it's one thing if the stock market goes down and you lose some money. Dude, you you could only get two teams and they both lost first round. And you're out 27000 Now, he partnered with somebody else, so maybe he splits it. You know, not that bad of a loss, but 13000 significant. Now, I will say this. I only got three teams. And just to wrap up the pod, for whoever's still listening, one of the toughest beats I've had as a gambler in, in probably the last five years was UCSB 
I needed them to win outright. And they made a great comeback. They had a layup in the final two seconds go in and out. Rob, have you seen the highlight of it or no? I have, yep. I was in front of the TV. I fell to the ground. My kids were in the vicinity. And I just didn't say a word for like 20 minutes. I mean, I got up from the ground because I'm a, I'm a man. Um, and I went and sat in the computer chair and I was just like stunned. I was like, okay, um, that happened. And my kids were like looking at me in a weird way and then they just went about their business playing Roblox or whatever. And I just sat there like, wow, that, that hurt. And luckily Marilyn came through for me later. Marilyn now plays Alabama. And I'll say this, um, given the way the tournament's gone, maybe Maryland has a chance. I don't know. Um, but yeah, looks like I, unless Maryland wins outright, I will take a loss in the tournament and have to owe some money, but um, at least I won't owe $27,000. Anyways, this has been a lengthy Monday podcast. We covered LeBron, LaMelo Ball, gave you some picks, and uh, I have no idea what's in store for us the rest of the week. No clue whatsoever, but I'm sure it'll be fun and exciting. We, we'll probably recap NFL free agency in some way, shape, or form. I know a couple New York Giants fans are all giddy in my text messages. Some friends. We got Colliday! I'm like, all right, we'll see. You still got Danny Dimes. Anyways, we'll talk to you tomorrow. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.